is Express FM. Supported by the University of Portsmouth. We are passionately pumping. New beginnings, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see you at Full House and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. Pompey went trick or treating at the weekend and it was certainly a treat they got at home to Bolton Wanderers. Curtis has entered the penalty area, trying to pull it back, loose, Marcus with a flick, he scored! He's just tried to get something on the ball and he's got enough on it to get it over the line and Porter had the lead, Pompey won Bolton nil. Later this evening, we'll hear the post-match reaction of head coach Danny Cowley as well as his pre-match thoughts ahead of tomorrow night's visit of Cheltenham Town to Thratton Park. Do get in touch with us between now and 7 o'clock. We'd like to hear all of your post-match reaction from Saturday's 1-0 victory over Bolton Wanderers. We'd also like to hear your score predictions as the Blues take on the Robins at Fratton Park tomorrow evening. All the usual ways to get in touch. It's at ExpressFM if you're on Twitter. 81400 is the number to text. Start your messages with the word Express. You can email Pompey at ExpressFM.com or find us on Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. A very very good evening to Monday. It's six o'clock. That means it is time for the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Well, a very good evening and welcome on this Monday night, the 1st of November, to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Between now and 7 pm, we'll be going over all of the talking points from the weekend's action at Fratton Park. We'll hear the thoughts of my two guests for tonight's discussion. Danny Cowley will be featuring his, with his post match reaction and pre match thoughts as well. And we'll also be looking further afield to tomorrow's visit of Cheltenham Town a little later on in the show as well. As always, Blues fans, we're anticipating your thoughts over the course of the next 60 minutes or so too. Would you like to see the Blues line up a midfield pairing of Louis Thompson and Joe Morrell tomorrow night? And what do you think the score will be at PO4? To get in touch, you can text your name and message to 81400, starting those with the word express. Email pompey at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm or there's facebook.com forward slash pompey live. We'll try and get to as many of those as we can between now and the end of the show. But first, it is time to turn back the clocks again. Saturday afternoon saw the visit of Bolton Wanderers to Fratton Park, who themselves had gone four games without a win. Pompey had only secured one victory from their previous 13 in all competitions, just three points and three league positions separating the two teams before kick-off. Our colleagues from BBC Radio Solon, Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham were your commentary team at the weekend. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... Live. Home sweet home for Portsmouth after two long journeys up north the past two Saturdays. It's nice for Portsmouth to be back in PO4. We are underway as Lee Brown throws it down to Rico Hackett and Marcus will try and chase a ball in behind, but it'll roll beyond him and out of play to our right for a Bolton goal kick as Harness tries to come forward. Harness really ran into the challenge there and then sets Marcus away down the right. Hackett's free in the middle. Can't find the ball to him and Williams covering is going to clear it away. Bolton so open down the middle there and Pompey win it back and Harness on the right with a chance to get across and good towards the far post. Closes to target and his header is well wide. 0-0. Williams for Portsmouth tries to come to Curtis on this left-hand side. Curtis has entered the penalty area trying to pull it back. Loose. Marcus with a flick. He scored. Marcus surely that's in the net. It is. The assistant has to raise his flag. But Marcus is lifted by Harness and Brown in front of the Fratton end. He's just tried to get something on the ball and he's got enough on it 
to get it over the line. And Port have had the lead. Pompey one, Bolton nil. Williams to drive into the penalty area. Good run this from Williams. Still going. Ball falls to Curtis. Great chance for Pompey. Still there for Curtis. Santos gets a challenge in. And it's going to be cleared. Williams flies in. Foul committed by Williams. Free kick to Bolton. Sheehan for Bolton. In from the right. 40 yards out. Coming forward. Overlap in the form of Brockbank. Brockbank early ball into the box. Header is on to the bar and over. And a goal kick. We're not playing anymore. Full-time whistle goes at Fratton Park. Sean Ragger kicks the ball in the air in celebration. And Portsmouth are back to winning ways. Portsmouth have won in League One. They'll move up the table. It's finished at Fratton Park. Portsmouth won. Bolton Wanderers nil. Every second of the action is right here. This is 93.7 Express FM. Pompey live. That 1-0 win over the Trotters ensured Pompey climbed three places into 13th, leapfrogging their opponents Bolton, who dropped to 14th. Elsewhere in the division on Saturday, then Cambridge United beat AFC Wimbledon 1-0 at the Abbey, while Charlton thrashed Doncaster 4-0 at the Valley. Tomorrow night's opponents, Cheltenham Town, they snatched a point right at the death at home to Sheffield Wednesday, 2-2 the result there. MK Dons, they put four past crew at Gresty Road, with the hosts only managing one in reply. Fleetwood and Wickham played out a thriller on the Fylde Coast, with the final result a three-all draw. The same couldn't be said for the game in Kent, as Gillingham and Accrington played out a nil-nil. Lincoln and Shrewsbury locked horns and drew one all. Oxford were 3-1 winners over Morecambe. Plymouth Argyle extended their lead at the top of the table to two points after beating Ipswich 2-1 at home park. Sunderland were able to reassure Blues fans, but a a 4-1 defeat away to Rotherham is not actually a bad result after all. The Mackhams suffered a worse fate, losing by five goals to one. And finally, it finished Wigan to Burton Albion nil at DW. So at the end of all of that, Plymouth, as I mentioned, sit top with 33 points. Wigan now second on 31. Wickham, Rotherham, Sunderland and Oxford United make up the top six. Pompey, they move up to 13th, while at the bottom it's Shrewsbury, Fleetwood, Doncaster and Crewe in the relegation zone. Okay, then, let's bring in my two guests who join me over the phone lines this evening. First of all, please give a uh, very warm welcome to Andy Mitchellmore. Andy, great to have you back on the show, my friend. Hiya, Jake. Yeah, lovely to be here. Thanks for having me again. Nice to come on after getting three points. Oh, very nice indeed. And alongside you tonight, we have Matt Corrick. Matt, likewise, mate, pleasure to hear your voice again. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, Jake. Yeah, as Andy said, it's nice to be back with uh, three points in the bag. Mm. So, so let's uh, well, let's start off by by talking about Saturday's win, then Andy, and you know the, the big talking point from the match, the only goal of the game, John Marquis uh, in the second half. What did you make of the finish? Honest answer, I completely thought he shinned <laughs> it for first viewing. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a, a fluky finish, but. Having watched it back, it was obviously a lovely little flick. So I feel like I gave the man a bit of a disservice at the time. But yeah, it's just these little tricks and flicks potentially haven't quite been coming off in recent times. So hopefully the second half gives him a, a little bit of momentum moving forward. Because I thought he had a really good second 45 minutes of the game in particular. But yeah, lovely, deft little finish. Keeper should probably do better, but I am certainly not complaining. <laughs> hey, Matt, I mean, a goal's a goal, a, a win's a win. Do you think? Marquis meant that? Yeah, no, he, he definitely meant it. Um, I mean, it, a lot of credit's got to go um, for, for me, Jake, with um, Rico uh, Hackett and yeah. Ronan Curtis, especially um, for the touch that, that took him away from his growth and, and the cross in. But I mean, you know, Marquis has, has been trying these and, you know, obviously he, he did the back heel um, for the assist for Harness at Charlton and, you know, he has been doing these and some of them haven't always come off, as Andy said, but, you know, there was definitely intent there and, and as far as I'm concerned, you need a bit of luck when you're, you're not in the greatest of forms and he got that. Yeah, that's a fair enough comment and just kind of referencing what Matt just said there, Andy, Rico Hackett, he sort of played in a, a number 10 role over the weekend. Marcus Harness was deployed on the right-hand side, similar to, to the lineup at Accrington the previous week. The only change from that was that Ryan Tunnicliffe came into the team in place of Joe Morrell. But speaking of Rico Hackett, what a performance he had at the weekend and you know what a start to the campaign he's had personally, personally too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm kind of torn who I prefer being at 10 and who I prefer being out on the right. 
so I'm more than okay with him and Harness kind of interchanging throughout the game and swapping back and forth. But yeah, Rico Hackett is he's kind of like a new player in terms of confidence, especially when he's going forward, in terms of driving at the opposition team and you know creating a good number of chances with crossing from the right hand side in that Accrington game. You know, quite a lot of a lot of chances came from balls into the box from him or drilled balls after he'd sort of run into the box and, and confidently push past players to get into the box in the first place. So he's creating a, a good number of chances and it is nice to see him take the opportunity because he was obviously, you know, a little bit out of the loop to the end of the, the Kenny Jacket era. So it's nice to see A, him get the opportunity and B, he is taking it with both hands at the moment and making him really hard to drop, to be honest with you. Yeah, arguably many, uh, many fans pick for man of the match at the weekend. Matt, is that something you'd agree with, or, or could, did you spot someone else with potentially a better game at the weekend? Um, I mean, there's a couple of candidates for me. I'm, I'm still quite torn on it, Jake, really. But um, I mean, a massive mention's got to go to Thompson. Um, I think he changed that midfield when he came on, drove forward. You could see the experience was there. Um, and I think he's he's got to be another starter for me, um, especially after that performance. Um, and also, uh, you know, Romeo put in a great performance. You know, there's been a lot of questions regarding his defensive ability. And I think, you know, he dealt really, really well um, in that game with everything that came at him. So they're my sort of two candidates, but I'm kind of torn between them both, really, Jake, to be honest with you. Fair enough. I've seen a lot of shouts for Marlon Romeo as well. We'll come on to a few of the text tweets and emails we've got coming into the show already in just a few moments' time. But before we get to any of them, let's hear the post-match thoughts of head coach Danny Cowley. He caught up with Max Swatton on the touchline at Fratton Park at the weekend. Back to winning ways. Danny, how good does that feel? Yeah, very good. It was an important win. I don't think we'll have a more important three points all season. Maybe more free-flying performances, but certainly not more important three points. So it was a really good win for us, and hopefully that now gives us something to build on. John Marcus back on the score sheet. How pleased are you for him? Yeah, pleased for him. I thought his mindset was excellent today. It's a tough job. Uh, we know how Bolton wants to play, um, and we wanted to put a really aggressive high press on, which I thought we did. And I thought we wrestled the control second half. And once we scored, you could feel the confidence come back in the group. And probably once we got the first, we should have got the second. It made the afternoon easier for ourselves. You made one change to the side from last week. What was he thinking behind that one? Yeah, Joe's just had a little bit of a tight groin and with a three-game week that we're going into and where we are with injuries, we just didn't feel that we could, could risk anyone. So, yeah, we just held him back on that, really. And how much of the front faith will help you spur you on to victory today? Oh, yeah, listen, I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were unbelievable last Saturday at Atkinson. And we come back here and we knew we'd let them down last time out and that hurt everybody associated with the club. And we wanted to come back today and try to get some pride back, really, as a group. And we wanted to show the supporters the grit, the determination and the, and the fight that they expect. And like I said, I think we'd be more free-flowing. But sometimes when you've been to the place that we've been, you've got to fight and you've got to earn the right and you've got to find a way. And I thought we showed those qualities today and I thought we grew into the game. And you know, like I said, after scoring the first goal, I thought we looked a good turn. And how pleased were you with the defensive display today, which ultimately earned your side a clean sheet? Yeah, well, we've been working all week in the defensive aspects of the game and we know that when we're good in the, in the 1v1 duels and when we're good defensively from an aerial perspective, then we've normally won games. So it's been something that we've, we've focused on and credit to the whole 11, really, because you know, John Marcus was our first defender today, that is for sure, against a really good Bolton team that want to dominate the ball. You know, I've seen him go to Hillsborough, dominate the ball at Sheffield Wednesday. I've seen him go to Sunderland and dominate the ball at the Stadium of Light. So they're a good team and I thought we did a really good job and, and thoroughly deserved a clean sheet. How pleasing was it to see the way your side saw out the game as well? Yeah, I just said that in there. I thought our mentality was good because we've rightly taken a lot of criticism recently. We've been short of wins and the group that are desperate, they really want to do well. And sometimes when you're in that mindset, then you can hang on to what you've got and get really negative. And we didn't. We stayed on the front foot and I thought we had good control of possession and territory. And, you know, I don't think all game really Bolton have had any clear-cut chances, maybe a couple of shots from distance, but no clear-cut chances, which tells us how well we've managed the game and, and also how well we've done defensively. You said it was a well-needed win. What was the immediate mood in the changing room like after the game? 
yeah, I think it's good, you know, we've all been working really, really hard to try to find that win. We thought there was a good performance last Saturday that merited a win. We didn't quite get it, but today we have, and now that gives us something to, to build on. But very much now for us, we turn our thoughts to the game on Tuesday night against Cheltenham. And the opportunity to, to have back-to-back -back home games in this league is massive. And hopefully tonight we've given the supporters something to, to smile about because there's no doubt that we're going to really, really need them both in the good times, but even more importantly, in the, in the tough times. And I just I speak on behalf of the dressing room that it has been a tough time and we've fully appreciated their support through that. The post-match reaction of Danny Cowley there following the full-time whistle on Saturday afternoon. And Andy, coming back to you, uh, following on from that interview, and you know Danny Cowley recognising that his side has come under a lot of criticism and scrutiny in recent weeks and and rightfully so and it, it, it's good and kind of refreshing to hear the, the manager himself taking that on board and, and appreciating that things haven't quite been up to scratch in recent weeks and Saturday was although there, there's still a lot of work to do Saturday was hopefully the start of what fans are looking to see in recent weeks and it's not necessarily the the wins it, it's the performance and the effort shown by the team yeah 100% I'd have been a bit worried there if you said that there was sort of elation in the dressing room and everyone was thrilled to bits, etc. Because as you said there, it's it was a, it's good to get the three points under the belt following up a, what was a pretty good performance at Accrington, to be honest with you. Um, but it is baby steps. And, you know, he'll be the first to admit that the last 15 games or so have not been, you know, the results haven't been there as they potentially should have been at times. But it is the first or the second step in the right direction. So they should be feeling positive and it sounds like they're putting legwork in behind the scenes, as you'd hope. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's that old adage of don't get too high when you win, don't get too low when you lose. Just keep that, keep it constant and keep trusting the process, I guess. I think that's the important thing as well, isn't it, Matt? As Andy's kind of mentioned there, it's not getting too high when you win, not getting too low when you lose. And we'd be hypocritical if we sat here now and and reflected upon Saturday's win and said, you know, this is definitely a turning point in Pompey's season. You know, if the Blues are back, it's not. we're not going to be too negative. Obviously, we've won a football game. We're, all, we're absolutely delighted and we can see the potential within this team to improve and, and build upon in the future. But it is about what Andy's just said there. It's about remaining grounded in, in you know, acknowledging the fact that there's going to be tough tests to come and appreciating that this isn't going to be an easy season just because we've won one game. Cheltenham tomorrow is going to be a tough match. Even Harrow on Saturday might be a bit difficult to get through. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I actually said to you earlier on in the season, Jake, you know, th this was never going to be an easy season. It's it's a really, really tough league. And, you know, yeah, we we haven't performed well. And, you know, th there has been questions over performances put in. But I think, you know, with Cowley in charge, I think I've always said you, you've got to trust the process. Um, you know, th there's clearly a, a new... Um, era dawning on us, I think you could say, um, which has got to be taken, you know, positively. And I think we we all need to to just take a bit of time and patience in that. You know, results will come. You said the the performance has been there, and I think we were unfortunate that the international break jumped in after the Sunderland game, and it sort of seemed to to break a little bit of of the sort of performance from that game but you know a win is a win and, and we've got to push on from that and, and take the positives and you know hope, hopefully another home game um, and then you know the FA Cup on the weekend will we'll just continue to give the boys some confidence moving forward yeah okay lads thank you very much we'll come back with you guys very very soon and uh, I'll be back with Andy and Matt very soon when we do return we'll turn our focus on to tomorrow night's visit of Cheltenham Town we'll also hear again from the gaffer who speaks about his pride of having such incredible support behind his team win lose or draw you know I think that is what defines the best supporters doesn't it you know it's easy when the team is going well to get behind the group but can you can you stand side by side them in, in a difficult moment and um, they've done that Keep it Express FM over the next few minutes as we head to a very quick break. Stick around and join us again momentarily as the three of us continue to review Saturday's victory as well as move the conversation along to tomorrow night's visit of the Robins. That, as well as much more, is all still to come here on the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7.
Express FM. Welcome back to the only radio station proud to broadcast live from the great waterfront city of Portsmouth, Express FM. I am joined live this evening by Andy Mitchamore and Matt Corrick to review the events of Pompey's 1-0 victory over Bolton Wanderers on Saturday afternoon. We also want to hear from you back home, the Pompey fans. We've got plenty of messages coming in to us right now. First of all, Dave Byrne on the emails. He says, we, I didn't achieve my forecaster for 2-0 victory on Saturday, although it should have been 2 or even 3, regardless of how many times Bolton hit the woodwork and the very dubious penalty claim from their manager and players. A deserved win, in my opinion, even if we did make hard work of it. Didn't agree with Roden Curtis being man of a match. Far too wasteful, in my opinion. Either Raggett or Rico for me. Romeo also played well. The Bolton left-back was probably the pick of their team. Declan John, I think his name was. Uh, I looked like uh, one for the shortlist. Dave in lists on the emails. Thank you to Dave for getting in touch uh, this afternoon. Matt, going back to what, what Dave referenced with him at email there, perhaps it should have been two or three uh, for Pompey the weekend. Could have made more of a few of the chances going forward. And It, it wasn't a, a routine victory for Pompey. It was certainly a graft of a performance. And I think a lot of credit... As Danny Cowley mentioned in his uh, post-match interview before the break, a lot of credit has to go down to the Blues' defence for that one. Yeah, I mean, it, at, the, at the start of the season, you know, solid. We were look solid in the back. We, you know, we didn't concede, and you know, it has it has evidently um, you know gone downhill, especially since Robertson, you know, has been injured. But it was it was really good to to sort of see that, and I think Ogilvy coming back into the team. You know, he seems to be picking up some confidence and he put on a good display over the weekend. Um, but, you know, we, we have been lacking confidence in front of goal. And, and I think at the moment, you, as I said earlier, you know, you need that kind of luck, that bounce, you know, the, the keeper like fumbling the, the ball over the line. I think ultimately at the moment, we've just got to take three points and move on and just hope that the, the confidence comes from these results and, and we start scoring a bit more. But in, in terms of, of chances, you know, it has been disappointing. And, you know, you'd hope to, to see some more goals, but I think, you know, you've got to, to allow this lack of confidence that's clearly been going through the team and at the moment. Just take the three points. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and Andy, we, we mentioned the, the Pompey defence at the weekend and won a huge boost, not just for the defence, but for everyone involved at Portsmouth Football Club. It's not only a win, it's a clean sheet to boot as well. I know we had one against Sunderland a few weeks back, didn't quite go to plan in the games that followed that one, but a win, a clean sheet. John Mark was back on the score sheet. There's nothing... There's nothing negative we can take from a weekend. We, we've just got to take that and embrace it while we can. 100%. It's, it wasn't a glitz and glamour type of Saturday afternoon, and that's that's OK at this stage, I think. Uh, Danny Cowley referenced there how Bolton, were, they were sort of limited to chances from distance, and you know there was that one header that, that hit the bar, but I'd say two of the chances that hit the post and the bar, the one in the, in the first half that hit near post, and the header in the second half, I think Bazunu had those covered fairly comfortably. And then, obviously, he did make that one excellent save from the, the shot outside the box that was sort of right in line with that in the Fratton end. And hell of a save, to be fair. Um, but as you say, it's about joining the little 1%. is joining the dots at the moment. And clean sheet is a tick. Marquis on the score sheet is a tick. Grinding out a win when it wasn't glamorous is a tick. And I think that's exactly that's three big big wins as far as I'm concerned for the weekend and now we've got the opportunity as Matt alluded to earlier to kind of put some performances together we've got a Cheltenham team who are being really affected by injuries at the moment who have had to change their formation because of those injuries and then a very winnable don't quote me on that in a week's time but a very winnable FA Cup first round game as well so there's the opportunity here to get a bit of momentum going and, and sort of undo that stall that we found ourselves in a little bit I think. How do we feel about John Marquis, Matt, because a goal at the weekend, fantastic for him, fantastic for Pompey, no denying that at all. But in terms of what a lot of people have been saying, you know, that goal will do Marcus's confidence world of good. Scored against Sunderland, really failed to back it up. And his previous goal before that, I think, came in the game at home to Crew Alexandra a, a long time before that. So as much as you can sit here and say that hopefully the goal at the weekend will do John Marcus's confidence a world of good, but we haven't really seen that being backed up in previous examples this season. Is, is it something you can... Can you agree with? Can you see John Marcus kicking on from this point forward and using that to his advantage? Or, or is this just one of the goals that's going to come? We're going to go four or five games without another one and repeat. 
Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, I think the, the Sunderland game was a really good footnote for Marcus, and and ultimately the international break coming just didn't help the team at all. It really didn't. You know, a game on the Tuesday after that Saturday or the following Saturday would have, you know, I think given him the opportunity to continue. So that break and, and that sort of um, opportunity to, to sort of push on, you know, never came for him. And I think the whole team struggled. We had a really tough fixture away at Rotherham, which, you know, I think we would have all agreed we would have taken a point from at the start of the day. It didn't pan out that way. But ultimately... For me, Marquis just brings so much to the team. Um, in terms of the ability we've got and, and the squad we've got at the moment, I think Marquis is, has got to start every game, regardless of, of maybe so much goals. It's what he, he brings out on the pitch. You know, he mm. presses from the front. Cowley said it earlier. You know, he, he defends from the front for us massively. And, you know, he, he just puts more effort in, in each game for me. And, and I'm going to back him no matter what. Yes, all right, the goals are lacking. And, you know, I, th I think each time we, as you said, Jake, you know, we, he sort of gets these goals and we all say, is he going to push on from this? And I think if you look back through previous seasons, Marcus has had stages where he scored and then he's gone on a really quiet run. But hopefully, you know, with, with the couple of games that we've got, as Andy sort of said as well, you know, a winnable FA Cup tie, that's an opportunity to get your players out who are lacking in confidence to go and score goals. So for me, I think, you know, it will come. I think it will come. It's just we we need these like performances to continue and and him to get these opportunities. I think regardless of what you think as well, Matt, you just know John Marquis is going to get at least into double figures this season. You look back at last season and there was a lot of scrutiny for John Marquis. Did he fit within this team? Was he getting the right service? Was his confidence high? Was it low? Still bag sixteen in the league. It's not. It's not a bad return by any means. 18 in all competitions, it's, it's, it's quite a decent return, especially considering the so-called bad season he had at the club. So, yeah, totally, totally right. I'm sure uh, hopefully John Marcus will, will, will push on from this and yeah, get a few more in, in the weeks to come. Wayne Harris on Twitter says, take the win, rags solitary again and arguably player of the season so far. Good to see Ogilvy put in a good shift defensively as a unit. All very good. We need that striker, though. Uh, created many chances again. Curtis so wasteful. Thompson and Morel on Tuesday. Sounds good to me, says Wayne Harris on Twitter. We'll come on to the, the midfield pairing we expect to see in midweek, uh, Andy, in the next part of the show. But going back to the comment about Sean Raggett, solitary again on, on, on Saturday, can't really argue too much about that. Just one every single header. We say it week in, week out. He's been probably one of the most improved players under Danny Cowley. Yeah, 100%. I think he's kind of a confidence player similar to, to John Marquis in, in some respects in that he puts these streaks of really strong performances in together. And at the start of the season, I mean, between him and Gavin Bazunu, they individually with moments of brilliance saved us, you know, maybe three goals within the first couple of games of the season. And they both could have been man of the match in, in a number of those games. And it is nice to just see a bit of good old-fashioned centre-back defending, which is what he brings to the side. And he's not been put in an easy position here because he's playing alongside, especially in the back three, he's been playing alongside a couple of people who don't play at centre-back that often. And, you know, that can't be easy um, for him to be the, taking responsibility for the entire unit there. But he's done so incredibly well, I think. So, yeah, you can't really give enough praise, can you, at the moment? We've seem to have dropped out a lot of those individual mistakes. I know he sort of didn't help Bazuno out a huge amount the other week with one of the back passes, but on the whole, yeah, certainly one of the strongest players in the team over the course of the season so far. Uh, Linda Bale of the email says it was a welcome three points on Saturday. Needs to be followed up with three more tomorrow night. But I think what is worrying is the lack of quality in the reserves. Probably three of the lone players are not up to it and some of the fringe players as well. When the January window opens, we need to be quick off the mark to try to address this and hopefully do better with bringing in better quality than we did in the summer. Play up on P. Linda Mail on the emails i think you know we touched upon a lot of that on friday as well linda and i think a lot of a lot of people might agree with your statement there mike briscoe on twitter following the full-time whistle on saturday much better second half great to see thompson putting in lots of tackles i would start him with morel on tuesday rico was my man of the match he's calm on the ball creative and has a wicked left foot he just needs to strengthen up a little bit and he will become a much better player mike briscoe on twitter there and what do you make of the decision pre-match, Matt, to bring Ryan Tunnicliffe into the frame, Joe Morrell on the bench, 
but we heard from Danny Carley, Joe Morrell, not necessarily carrying too much of a knock to keep him out of action. Of course, he came on as a sub, but considering we've got a game tomorrow night, we're at home to Harrow on Saturday in the FA Cup. We've got Crystal Palace under 21s a week tomorrow in the EFL Trophy. There's a lot of games to be played, a lot a lot of minutes of football. Was it a sensible decision to, to just rest Joe Morrell for a game? Oh, yeah, definitely for me. I mean, he's... To be honest, Jake, he he just brings so much quality that to that midfield, and I think without him, you know, we we clearly struggle. So, you know, it was one of those games, wasn't it? It, it was going to always be two sort of out of form teams battling it out, and you know, may, maybe it it could have been a bit of a risky move, but let's face it, Tunnicliffe at the start of the season was pivotal to this team, and you know, he he brings a lot of quality, a lot of experience. So therefore, you know, I'm not too worried in in the comparison between the two. I think, you know, yes, Morel brings more. He, he drives the midfield forward. I think Tunnicliffe can can sometimes not do that as often. Um, but in in terms of, of Morel, I think he, he, as I said, we need to keep him fit, and, and there's no point risking him, you know, when we've got players that can come in and do a job for him anyway. Mm. Uh, Stephen Jerome on the emails says, uh, "Good evening, lads. That was a much-needed win and a three points on Saturday. I thought we did okay in the first half, though we probably rode our luck a little bit. Bolton had a few good chances, and they did hit the woodwork a couple of times. So it was great to come back out and get the early goal in the second half, even if it was a rather fortuitous goal. I think some." Sometimes you have to make your own luck in football, and we're certainly lucky with that one. We had to dig deep towards the end of the game, but I thought we showed determination and grit to see the game out and get the winners. This Danny Cowley sending in me email. It was also pleasing to see us not concede any goals as well on Saturday. Hopefully this is the starting point of our season to get on a good run and start moving up a table again. It was a great result, but it will mean nothing if we do not back it up with another positive result tomorrow against Cheltenham. Steve in Southsea. Echoing probably every Pompey fan's uh, thoughts right now. Andy, a great win on Saturday. We'll take it. A lot of positives to take from it. But it means nothing if you do not back it up against Cheltenham tomorrow. Forget the two uh, cup games coming up. But in future league matches to come, we need to start build a run now. Yeah, exactly. I think it's building some momentum in the league is what's going to separate the teams that finish at the top from the bottom. And that sounds really reductionist. But, I mean, if you look at the results every single week in League One, I can't think of a week where I haven't seen a result that has maybe raised my eyebrows in surprise. Teams slip up. Other than Plymouth, who have been pretty solid so far, teams are slipping up consistently. And what you want to be is just the team that has the fewer slip-ups. And that's not the most inspirational way to potentially build a season plan. But we just need to be avoid being that result that raises eyebrows as often as possible. And as you say momentum is certainly going to help with that so yeah if we can get that three points against Cheltenham tomorrow night and then you know there's a fairly I was going to say a tough run of games but it's unusual to have a run of games in this division that isn't tough but uh yeah there's a, a big drive up till January because people talk about you know the loan players and bringing in you know new loan players for the second half of the season we've got like another nine league games or something haven't we? or eight league games before the end of this uh, before the end of December, maybe maybe six or seven. It's but it's a decent number of league games before the end of the season, uh, before the end of the year. So it's all very well discussing you know loan players etc. But there's a there's a lot of momentum to be gained with the squad we've got before we can do anything more. Yeah. Okay, Andy, Matt, thank you both very much. We'll come back to you again in just a few moments' time. But now let's move things along and look ahead to Pompey's next fixture in a little bit more detail. Max Watton once again caught up with Blues boss Danny Cowley, first asking if he's looking forward to getting straight back into the thick of it for the visit of Cheltenham Town tomorrow night. Massively looking forward to it. I think it's a great game for us. Got a lot of respect for Michael Duff and his Cheltenham team. Um, obviously got promoted last year. We're the best team in that division last last year, in my opinion. Very well coached, very well organised against the ball. Carry real goal threat as well from an attacking perspective. So we anticipate a tough game. We come off the back of a really important win on Saturday and we need to take the confidence from that game and, and take it into Tuesday night's game. Obviously, we'll take confidence from the 1-0 victory, but do you, are you expecting the visitors to have some confidence as well because of their result of the weekend? Absolutely. I think they've you know, 
since the moment they, they arrived in this division, they've been competitive game in, game out. They've had some fantastic results, beating some of the so-called bigger teams in this division. And yeah, very, very well organised, like I said, very good against the ball. And also, you know, a team that like to get players in attacking positions and, and always carry goal for it. We've seen some consistency with the lineups in recent weeks. Can we expect more of the same tomorrow? Well, I think for us, when the games are coming thick and fast, like they are this week, it's always to utilise the squad. We've probably only got 18 fit bodies, so Glassam will come into the 18 because we anticipate Ryan Tunnicliffe missing out. And yeah, we, we will look at them. We've, we've trained today. We've had a good day on the grass in preparation for tomorrow's game. And we'll see how, how they continue to recover because you'll expect that it's still only 48 hours since we last played and we'll make some decisions tomorrow morning with regards to team selection. What's the latest on Ryan Tunnicliffe? Yeah, Ryan's having a scan today, so we're, we have our fingers crossed that it's more neural than, than muscular, but, but only time will tell. And how's the famous Fratton atmosphere going to help you tomorrow under the lights back at Fratton Park? Well, massively. I thought they were great with us on, on Saturday. Um, I think they saw a team that were, were committed and playing with an energy and an intensity. I felt we, we, we gained confidence as the game went on, particularly after the after we scored I think we saw the best of, best of the team created some, some good opportunities probably should have found the second goal and made the, made the afternoon easier for ourselves but, but even though we didn't we still managed the game very very well and, and, and comfortably won the game in the end and yeah the supporters I just thought were, were brilliant with us throughout um, particularly off of, the, off of the back of the disappointment against Ipswich for them to show that loyalty and, um, and really stay with us meant a lot to the, to the group and you know, I think that is what defines the best supporters, doesn't it? You know, it's easy when the team is going well to get behind the group, but can you can you stand side by side them in, in a difficult moment? And um, they've done that. And, you know, we've now picked up four points in our last two games, which is a real positive. Um, and we have another home game tomorrow night and another opportunity to pick up some more points. Well, it's an impressive performance on Saturday. Do you think that could be a turning point in the season? Well, I think in terms of performances, we played better at Accrington in terms of our offensive performance. But defensively, we were really pleased on Saturday. Defending is always a, an 11-man job, and I thought we defended very well from the front. But I also thought our midfield pressing and, and our defensive line work was, was good. And when you keep a clean sheet, you give yourself a much better chance of, of being successful in games. And we'd worked hard last week on the defensive aspect of the game. Um, we now have to keep trying to work offensively. Um, and and that's something that we will look to try to, to improve on tomorrow night against Cheltenham. The pre-match words of head coach Danny Cowley there looking ahead to tomorrow night's visit of Cheltenham Town to Fratton Park. Thank you to Max Swatton, the Pompey media team, for sending us that one through ahead of tonight's show. Just looking quickly forward to, to tomorrow night's game against Cheltenham tomorrow Um uh, Matt, sorry, just looking at who starts in the midfield for Pompey. We'll come into it in a bit more detail in the next part of the show. But Sean Williams on Saturday come under a bit of criticism for his, his fitness, his, his first touch, maybe a few of his passing going, going, going astray as well. Louis Thompson, Joe Morrell, they seem to be the favoured pairing from a lot of Pompey fans on social media going into tomorrow night's game. Are, are you of that opinion as well? Yeah, I'm fully fully with Pompey fans, obviously, Jake. Um, I think, unfortunately for Williams, he's he's not really had a great start to his Pompey career, in my opinion. Um, I, I think we've had some poor performances with him, and it, even from the from the very start, even at Millwall, you know, he he's just not looked like he's sort of been fit and and the player that we all expected, you know. Um, so for for me, um, I think you know Thompson and Morel is a definite. The only thought process behind it is they're very like-to-like. Um, so, you know, will they both drive forward? Who stays back? Um, but I think, you know, they've both got that experience and, and I'm sure they'll make it work. And I, I think it'll be a, a difference to, to the midfield. OK, then, in the final part of tonight's show, myself, Andy and Matt will be taking an even closer look at Pompey's next opponents, Cheltenham Town, with the help of Mason Jordan as well. But we also would like to hear a bit more from you as we round up proceedings here on the Football Hour. You have just under 20 minutes to get your final thoughts into the paddle, and we are now after your score predictions, as well as your preferred midfield pairing to line up against the Robins at Fratton Park tomorrow evening. 81400 is the number to text, ensuring you include the word express at the start of your message. 
Pompey at expressfm.com is our email address. Otherwise, you can tweet in using at expressfm or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Stay right where you are and join us again shortly for the third and final part of tonight's show. We'll be back before you know it here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 express fm welcome back for the final time this evening to the football hour here on express fm where myself jake smith alongside both andy mitchellmore and matt corrick are on hand to preview the midweek visit of cheltenham town tomorrow's league one fixture under the floodlights of fratton park is the rearranged meeting between the blues and the robins that was originally scheduled to be played on saturday the 9th of october but for international call-ups giving danny cowley the option to postpone I'll be reintroducing my two guests in just a few moments' time. But first, let's take a deeper dive into the world of Cheltenham Town. Mason Jordan delivers a more detailed analysis into the side promoted as champions from League Two last season. This week's opposition is Cheltenham Town. After Saturday's victory over Bolton Wanderers at PO4, it's time to welcome another newly promoted side to the South Coast. Match day 16 presents the visit of last term's League Two champions, Cheltenham Town. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Blues fans were treated to three points with the clean sheet over the weekend. One all was the scoreline on Saturday afternoon. Next up, the rearranged fixture with the Robins, intended originally to be played on the 9th of October, but for international call-ups allowing Pompey to postpone. Here's a bit more of an insight into Danny Cowley's latest challenge, Cheltenham Town, who also go by the nickname The Robins. Manager. Former Cheltenham and Burnley defender Michael Duff is the man currently occupying the managerial role at Wadham Road. The 43-year-old, born in Belfast, Northern Ireland in 1978, played for the Robins between 1996 and 2004 before securing a move to Turf Moor, where he remained for 12 years until his eventual retirement back in 2016. Duff recorded over 300 appearances for both Cheltenham and Burnley and spent one season on loan at Sirencester Town during the early days of his time in Gloucestershire. September the 10th, 2018 was the date Michael Duff was appointed into his first managerial role, taking charge of Cheltenham Town in League Two. He secured the club's first ever automatic promotion in the Football League earlier this year, winning the fourth-tier title in the process. Overall, Duff has succeeded with 72 victories from 164 games in charge. One to watch. English-born Northern Irish striker Carl Vassell is one to keep an eye out for this time around. The 28-year-old is currently playing for his 18th different club since coming onto the scene at Brentford in 2010. Vassal has struggled to settle down at a club for more than three seasons, his longest spell at any one side coming at Rotherham between the summers of 2018 and 2021. On August the 9th of this year, he put pen to paper on a one-year contract at Cheltenham for whom he has so far failed to score. Vassal's best spell came at Blackpool between 2016 and 2018, netting 22 goals in 63 appearances for the Seasiders. Top scorer. As things stand, the Robins have four different players locked level with three goals each to the name in League One this season. Forwards Carl Joseph and Alfie May have both registered three successful strikes so far this term, whilst registering two assists each as well. Whereas midfielders Andrew Williams and Callum Wright have just one assist apiece, although also have three goals each. Cheltenham's most recent goal scorer was 32-year-old Matty Blair, who netted in the 91st minute against Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend. Current form. That stoppage time goal from Matty Blair on Saturday ensured the Robins took home a share of the points drawing tour with the Owls on home soil. Cheltenham's last five matches in the league have served up two wins, two defeats and a draw, defeating Accrington and Morecambe at Weedham Road, but losing to Rotherham and Doncaster. Whilst this week's opponents have a decent home record so far this season with 14 points acquired from those eight matches, their fortunes on the road have been far worse. Just five points picked from the seven games they've played away from home. 20th in the form guide for away matches only. Overall, Cheltenham are 16th in the standings and level on points with Pompey, who are three places above the Robins with only a goal difference separating the two sides. So, can the Blues secure consecutive league wins or will Cheltenham rock the boat and take something away at Fratton Park? All the unmissable action on Pompey Live. 
All you need to know there about Cheltenham Town, as told by Mason Jordan. Let's take a look at some of the more uh, text tweets and emails coming into us now and then. And uh, Dave Byrne, again on the email, says, Yes, Mabrell and Thompson as a midfield two would probably represent the best combined quality that we have at our disposal for that area of the pitch. But has Louis Thompson got 90 minutes in him, even if Joe Morrell is fully fit? Dave Inlis, a question there for Andy Mitchmore. I asked Matt before the break whether he would like to see Joe Morrell line up alongside Louis Thompson tomorrow evening. Do you go by the same starts as Dave Byrne on the emails there? Does Louis Thompson have a full 90-minute game in him? I mean, yeah, there's two questions there, aren't there? I think it would certainly be nice to see him come into the lineup, and he's looked, like as Matt said, when he came on at the weekend, changed the game a little bit, to be honest with you. And he's looked good as well. It was one of the cup games uh, earlier this season when uh, he, played, he made his comeback and played a vast majority of the game before sort of half limping off and looked looked really good there as well. So I've been quite excited by what I've seen. Whether or not he's got the full 90 in him at the moment, I mean, I'm absolutely the wrong person to ask on that. He looked match fit at the weekend when he came on. But um, yeah, putting a full 90 minutes together with that same workload is a very different kettle of fish, isn't it? But it'd be, I'd, it would be nice to see him start. I'd be interested in seeing him start alongside Morel, although they are similar players. Um, I think what Matt said earlier for me is a little bit harsh on Williams. Um, I wouldn't quite go along with that. I don't think to that extent in terms of saying he's been a, you know, disappointing and not what we expected. He's had a couple of really good performances in the Portsmouth shirt for me. But um, in terms of attacking threat and, and playing against a team that on paper you would hope us to be winning you know, against at the end of the season, mm-hmm. it would be quite nice to have an attack in midfield like that. I think they, look, they could potentially look quite nice together going forward, uh, Thompson and Morrell. Uh, Taking a look at some of the players in the opposition for for tomorrow night. Uh, Matt, as mentioned by Mason Jordan in in this week's opposition just a few moments ago. Carl Vassell, uh, although failed to score as it stands for Cheltenham Town this season. Got Alfie May as well. Not not a bad side. You know, they are expected by by many to be struggling at at the foot of the table this season due to their budgets and and, and kind of the size of the football club having just been promoted from from League Two, but it's certainly not going to be a walkover. As much as you would expect three points from Pompey tomorrow, they're going to have to work hard like they did on Saturday to get them. Yeah, I mean, let's let's face it, there's, there's no way a Michael Duff team is going to turn up and just roll it over. Um, you know, they've got some big results this season, you know, albeit they've they've had a lot of draws, I think, um, you know, and, and in that, I think there's been a, quite a few two-alls as well, if, if I'm sort of right in thinking, but... You know, there's no way they're going to turn up and roll over. They're going to come. They're going to bring some physicality. I mean, Alfie May up from, um, I'm not too sure how many Pompey fans know a lot about him, but ultimately, you know, he's um, he's a good player. You know, he, he did well in League Two and he's really come on um, this season as well. And I think he's got five overall um, with three assists. So, you know, he's, he's a danger. Um, and he and you know we're going to have to watch him and and you know they throw some balls into the box so you know Raggett is going to be pivotal again and you know Ogilvy's going to have to to sort of have another performance like he did Saturday really because you know they're going to bring a lot and they'll certainly be coming for some points that's for sure. Just been reliably informed uh, Andy that Carl Vassell has scored a, a goal for Cheltenham. He scored at the weekend uh, in their two or draw with Sheffield Wednesday. But you know, regardless of how many goals he scored this season, he's going to be a threat nonetheless. And Pompey have got to be wary of, you know, the, the threat that he he brings to the side. We mentioned Alfie May as well. There are some other players within this team that you would expect could cause that back four a bit of problems, especially with how light it seems to be at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. They've got a couple of players that we've already mentioned there do, who do have those moments of quality in them. Um, they've scored, what, 19 goals in 15 league games uh, over the course of the season so far. So they're not the highest scorers in the league by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, yeah, they've got players of quality who can can do something if you give them too long on the ball. And as Matt has just said there, players like Ogilvy, who is looking like a very solid, functional player, which is what we need in that position at the moment, um, are going to have to continue being solid, essentially, and not giving these players enough time on the ball to to do what they're capable of, essentially. But yeah, I I personally really, really do rate Alfie May. I think he's an extremely good player, um, and I'm not surprised to see him doing pretty well for Cheltenham this season. 
Uh, Graham Wilkins on the emails the final messaging this evening says good evening gents a hard fought win on Saturday more of the same this Tuesday please and please for Marquis for his goal our keeper was back to his best uh, to his best again and what a great save in the first half Raggett was immense yet again and pleased to see Rico get a start should be another good atmosphere under the lights Tuesday night going for a 3-0 win so Graham Wilkins on the email and just very quickly Matt before we do come on to the score predictions we haven't mentioned mentioned Gavin Bazunu tonight feel like we should but let's be honest is there any need we all know what Gavin Bazunu's got we all know how good he is we just expect that now don't we yeah I mean he's he's class isn't he um, and you know what he's, he's a young keeper and you know mistakes were always gonna gonna come you know um, I read an article um, from uh, Rochdale fans um, you know stating there was a couple of mistakes in him but I mean, he he's just brings so much to to the team. He's you know a sweeper. He's a great keeper, absolutely fantastic keeper, and you know he's growing in confidence. And you know Guardiola said that he, he fits the bill, and and hopefully one day will be uh, the the first team keeper at City. So you know we're lucky to have him, and you know hopefully we can keep him right through. And you know obviously I don't know how much we'll have him next season he's he's certainly looking like he's going to be eat the championship or, or lower end of premier league next season but yeah i mean it's, it's been a privilege to have him and you know he's gonna get slack for mistakes but they're always going to come with the young goalkeeper mm. unfortunately definitely okay let's get to the score predictions now then before we love you and leave you andy mitchmore pompey against cheltenham town tomorrow night a quick uh, score prediction from you if you could I'll go 2 0. I'll go Marquis and Raggett, I think. Lovely stuff. Same to you, Matt. Your final your final score prediction for Pompey. Cheltenham, what what do you reckon? I'm going for a two one Pompey. Um I think unfortunately there's still um gonna be some sort of confidence issues. I think we might concede, but I think we'll we'll get over the line and, and nick a two one. Nice one, lads. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Pompey win. OK, that is just about all we've got time for tonight. Please get up, give it up for my two guests, Andy Mitchmore. Thank you ever so much for calling in. It's been great to hear from you. Always a pleasure, Jake. Yeah, thank you for having me. Always fun to come on. And the same goes to Matt Corrick as well. It's been nice to bring you back on the show tonight, mate. Thanks a lot, Jake. Yeah, pleasure as always, mate. Well, I'll be back here on Express FM in little over 24 hours' time. It is midweek action once again for the Blues. They go into tomorrow night's visit of Michael Duff's Cheltenham Town off the back of a 1-0 victory over Bolton Wanderers on Saturday afternoon. Match day number 16 of this League One season to come. Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham will have you covered on the comms from 7.45. You can join myself, Liam and Ryan at 7 o'clock tomorrow night for pre-match build-up half-time analysis and post-match reaction right here on Express FM. Do join us for Pompey Live. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Portland have found a way yet again. This is you believe it. Pompey Live. Pompey finally picked up three points at Fratton. John Marquis' second half strike was enough for the win on Saturday. Marquis with a flick. He scored. He's just tried to get something on the ball and he's got enough on Up it. next, Pompey play host to Cheltenham at Fratton. Join us for all the unmissable action Tuesday night from 7. Pompey live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Come and join us for all of the action live from Fratton Park to see if Pompey can make it back-to-back league wins for the first time since August the 17th. Three points tomorrow and the Blues could move up as high as 8th defeat could send Pompey down as far as 15th so plenty at stake even at this early stage of the season Jeff and Ada up next here on Express with a soft rock show the boys have got the latest music from the likes of Joy Crooks and Imagine Dragons as well as classic album cuts from Razorlight and Keen Kevin Stokes is back from 9 through till 11 with that 80s show before the Express wind down takes you on a relaxing journey through till Tuesday morning Nicola is back with Just Great Songs, the latest on the roads, news, travel, weather and sport updates, as well as the Express Rewind 2 tomorrow morning. Be sure to join Miss Lashley live from 6.30 for Express Breakfast. Ian James returns at one with the lyric line before presenting the victory years between two and four, which is when Mason Jordan takes over for the afternoon. First with Portsmouth's big drive home until six before an hour of the Express Rewind through till seven, right before Pompey Live. Tonight's edition of the Football Hour will be available to listen back to via our website, expressfm.com, within the next half an hour or so. Until next time, Blues fans, thank you ever so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay safe as well. Play at Pompey and good night.